you looking for the spot to kick back, relax, and talk all things Southern Miss? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Everyday Eagles podcast, the podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Everyday Eagles podcast. We are pumped to be with y'all again tonight. We wish we had a little bit more exciting stuff to talk about, but we'll uh, we'll dissect a little bit and, and get some feelings from the guys and see what they're thinking. But before we kick that off, let me bring in that co-host of mine, that Taylorsville Wildcat, that Sultan of SWAT offensive line offensive coordinator i'm really not sure what his title is there mr lane brady what's up lane chuck i'm not real sure where you were headed with that whole description it completely <laughs> honest i'm not sure where <laughs> i was headed with it either. we're not the wildcats but yeah whatever <laughs> what are, tartars tar heels yeah. right what is tartars. a tar heel it's, it's the tartars man like those stuffy with catfish warrior. yeah but they're a mongolian oh. warrior <laughs> Yeah, I had to look it up. I Googled the it. The tartar sauces? But, Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got you. So, uh, <laughs> so, Chuck, I logged in on Eagle Post after the game on Saturday, and boy, our fan base is really that in was a dumb. tizzy right now, aren't they? Aren't they? We, uh, a tizzy, we got a lot to yeah. talk about tizzy and is to an dissect. Yeah, there's a lot to uh, to cover, but luckily... Chuck, I believe you've brought in the best guest to help us go through all these comments and help us kind of dissect what all we're seeing and interpret stuff. Go ahead and bring in the guest, Chuck. I do. I do have a good guest tonight. I do want to warn um, children or parents with children, this may be uh, uh, R-rated. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. But we brought back an old friend of the show. He listens. He's been on at a time or two. Um, but we brought Mr. Tim, a.k.a. Dirty Shanks. What's up, Tim? Dirty? What's up, guys? How are y'all? Good, we man. are doing great. Guys, when it gets chippy, you want dirty in your corner. That's why we had to bring him on right here because it feels a little chippy around Hattiesburg right now. Just a little chippy. So, I'm dirty, how you deep. doing, man? <laughs> He's bringing the dip. You doing good, no, man? I'm good. I'm good. Trying to get this week started and move on. Yeah. Now, before we kick off, I do, uh, Dirty, I don't know if, if we ever told Lane and Pate this story, or I know we haven't told our listeners, but uh, there was a uh, an Alcorn, Alcorn dude uh, a couple weeks ago that had a little show going, and uh, he said that he wanted a brave Southern Miss fan to call in, and well, enter Dirty. And uh, <laughs> we can oblige. <laughs> we can oblige. And so him and Dirty had a, a good little conversation. Do you want to uh, tell everybody about that, man? Well, um, I, I called in and he, he when he answered, he said, who do we have here? And I said, this is your brave Southern Miss fan. And him and some other guy started laughing. And then he wanted to talk about why we haven't won a conference championship in a long time and um, not sure what he knows about conference championships because the SWAC's also been known as the prime here lately. But uh, we had a lot of fun. He he tried to he tried to trip me up a little bit, but I, I stood strong and, and handled his little comments and threw them back at him. About as good as the Eagles threw some forty points on him. It was entertaining, to say the least. I enjoyed. I enjoyed listening to it. It was. So, all right, guys. Well, we've had Dirty on the show before, but in case you've missed uh, hearing Dirty on the show, we're gonna go ahead and uh, and uh, ask him the questions we ask all our guests here. 
Um, we'll get this thing started off dirty by asking, what makes you an everyday eagle? When did you become a Southern Miss fan? All that good stuff. I became a Southern Miss fan back in the mid-early 80s. My cousin was a student there, and she would bring me to games, and she lived in the apartments behind P. Taylor Park. And she would give me foul balls when they ended up on her front porch and uh, pretty much just became a Southern Miss fan from that day. Good deal. Good deal. That must have been pretty cool having like Pete Taylor Park right there, right by you every time you went to go see her, huh? Well, and it was before the new remodeling, so we could actually see over the bleachers. There you go. That'd be cool, man. You get to kind of go to the game. You get to kind of enjoy the game from home there. Pretty cool little setup. A fun so fact. Our next question we like to ask all our guests is, uh, go ahead. Sorry, you're, you were lagging there. My bad, man. Go ahead and yeah, finish, it's, Dirty. It's the Rankin County Internet, I think. Um. No, fun fact, she actually lived in the same apartment as um, a guy that we all know well. Uh, his name is Guy, and he was a redhead that was sat over in the bleachers during some of our college days. And uh, so that was the, they lived in the same apartment. So I thought that was a pretty cool thing, to, pretty cool fact there. Good deal. Cool. And then our next question is, uh, what's your favorite Southern Miss moment? Uh, favorite Southern Miss moment? Probably playing off of Marchant last week. I, I went to the Liberty Bowl in 97. Uh, I was a student at Jones then, and me and a buddy of mine got in the car and painted it up and rode up to Memphis and thought we were just going to go and have fun on Bill Street, but we actually had fun the day before, or that day before, and beat up on some Pittsburgh Panthers pretty bad. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. We uh, we actually had Marchant on the show last week, and he talked a little bit about that game. So Yeah, he brought was, back some memory for one. me that day. Oh, yeah. Good deal. Yeah, Dirty, uh, you know, we've had you on the show before, so I think you've, you've answered these questions before, so we won't go too deep into it. But, uh, you know, you, you've been a, a Southern Miss fan probably longer than anyone else I know in real life, um, only because you're a little bit older than, than Lane and I. Uh, but what... Wh- you know, you've seen a lot of change in the football program and a lot of change in basketball. And, um, you know, I, I, I give you this credit more than I give to most people. You have been a women's basketball supporter um, from the get-go. So tell everybody, you know, real quick before we dive into football, we'll, we'll start that next. But tell everybody what, like, women's sports mean to you in particular. Well, I, I've always uh, I've always coached uh, well in high school and in my early college days I coached girls softball back in Smith County and um, I just always I had friends that played girls basketball in high school and I just always noticed how you know people would wait for the boys game and the boys really weren't even that great they just just because it was a boys game they showed up and I just from an early age, I started to see how women's sports kind of, you know, got pushed to the back burner. And so it just kind of always gave me a passion to to promote women's sports, attend them, and, and just, you know, try, try to do the best I could to support them and make them feel like they were out there for a reason. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let's – Uh, I think we – uh. Lane, a friend of mine is actually looking for a realtor, and I know that you have a connection with a a realtor. Um, So if I were to sell my house, who do you think I should give a call to? 
You should call a sponsor of the show, Chuck. The sponsor oh, and who of the show be? being being Katie McClendon. Uh, she is with uh, she is with the Realty Executives team, guys. Uh, she's here in Hattiesburg, big supporter of the show. Um, so give her a call. I know my wife and I used her whenever we sold our house, and we were grateful we did it. So again, she's with Realty Executives. Here's the numbers that you're going to want to call to get in touch with her. The first one would be 601-270-5003, or you can reach her at 601-268-1600. So give her a call with any of uh, your realty needs there, Chuck. Awesome. I'll make sure my friend gives gives Katie a call for sure. There you go. There you go. Now, interesting turn of events. Uh, it is normally our, our mailbag question segment, but I believe... The only mailbag question we got this week is from our guest. So we're going to let him uh, ask ask his question that he sent in, if that's okay with you, Lane. Yeah, he he submitted it first. Right. And we have been talking about getting him on the show anyway. So we were like, <laughs> why don't you just come on the show, ask right. us a question, talk to, talk with us about it, and then we'll go through there. So No doubt. It's a good little setup there. So, Pate, come on. Uh, well, I guess we don't really need to bring Pate in for it, but Pate, <laughs> you're going to answer it with us. So <laughs> come on in with us, Pate. And uh, Dirty, you ask us the mailbag question tonight. And pick who you want to go first. All right, so my my question or topic of discussion is, um, in my opinion, uh, fans are expecting the team to win, and then they'll come to the games. And I don't understand why we expect the team to provide an exciting brand of football before we provide an exciting stands of football. Uh, let's uh, go first. Point. So you want my re- response to that statement, or is there a question that you... Just your response to why the players should have to be the first one to provide the excitement. Okay, well, you know, Scott Barry said it best a um, hundred times. You uh, people pay to play it to watch a game. You know they. Um, I'm trying to think of how he worded it. You got to put a good product on the field. If if my restaurant, if I own a restaurant and my restaurant gives people food poisoning, or it's bad, or I can't expect people to come back. Um, so you know I'm gonna say fifty fifty. I know that's a political answer, um, and a safe answer. But you know, if 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 Hall and the the you know McLean and all them they want to pack the stadium, they've got to give people a reason to get up on a Saturday, come tailgate, come to the game, be excited, and vice versa. If if you know if the we want these guys to go out there, you know they're practicing. You know, I don't know the average practice schedule per week, but it's hours on hours, and you know they're physically, and it's hot. It's hot outside. I don't even like walking outside. It's so hot. Um, so at the same time, you got to give them their their props too. Um, and I think you're gonna have. I think you've got about ten to fifteen thousand solid Southern Miss fans that are gonna be there, win or lose. Now, obviously, we all want to win. Um, I think that's that's a given. Um, but I think, I think McLean, you know, it starts with McLean. We, we say hall and all this, it starts with game day experience and dirty. You and I talked about this. Um, we had rules thrown at us all day Saturday that have never been brought to our attention before that they're brand new rules and, and they're crazy rules in my opinion. Um, but that's neither here nor there. But it starts with McLean, and then it trickles down to Hall, then it trickles down to the players, and then it goes to the fans. I think the fans need to show up. Uh, you know, we always say, "Put your money where your mouth is." That's true to an extent. Um, that's just my take. I don't, I don't, I don't want to ramble too much on it. Who do you want to go next? Let's go ahead and get Pate's opinion. 
I'll be honest with you. I can't really disagree with Chuck on any of this. I mean, it, you got to be willing to meet us halfway in terms of the fans showing up. I mean, I, I personally cannot say anything because the past three years I've spent in grad school, and oddly enough, we've had classes on Saturdays of all days. And so I haven't been able to attend a Southern Miss football game in a while. But with that being said, no, I, I, I completely agree with Chuck on that. I mean, it does go all the way to the top, you know, in terms of leadership and making sure that there's an experience there. Uh, I'm not familiar with the, the new rules that have been supposedly put in place or anything like that. But at the same time, you, I mean, between the experience that the athletic administration is bringing forth and then, you know, obviously Will Hall and players doing their thing, you know, got to meet them half. We got to be on the bridge halfway, you know, in order to make this thing happen. That's just how I see it. But Again, I feel like a horrible fan because I've missed a lot of the football games over the past few years, so I can't really say much. Grad school, Pate. That's what happens. It's it's great. I do not miss it one bit. <laughs> At least you're done, right? All right, and that leaves me, guys, and I'll give my opinion on it, and then we'll get let Dirty wrap it up with his opinion at the end. And... uh I have opinions on this, Chuck. I'm a pretty opinion-based guy on this topic here. I'll tell y'all, I uh, my first question is, what are you going to do on a Saturday other than go to the local game in town? Like, where are these people doing? Are they at home trying to watch? Like, would you rather watch State Ole Miss at home? Are you staying at home to watch other games? Are you – like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, because – you do have a program here who would benefit a lot from you finding a way of getting the stands. And the tickets were not expensive for that game. They had deals running for weeks or, or well, for the whole week leading up to that. I think you could get two tickets for $27, something like that. Uh, it's not like it was a huge financial burden on people to go. I just, I don't understand what, there was to do in Hattiesburg that was more appealing than going to a game. And I, and, and guys, I'll be honest, I got there to the stadium and I looked over. Now I'm sitting on the Southern mint, like on the home side. I don't, I don't get lost in the, uh, I'm not Lewis and Clark guys. I can't tell you if it was North side, South side, East side or West side. All I know is this. I'm on the same side as our Doug, as, as our bench. So I was on Southern Miss's side, and I'm looking across, and Tulane didn't bring very many people at all. I was surprised at that. But then you just look at that other side, and, like, the student section was going crazy right off the bat. That was fun. Um, but, like, the upper deck was empty almost. And I just don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. But – uh, to answer your question, because you mentioned about like having a comment on people saying, well, the product's not that fun to watch or not that exciting to watch. At the end of the day, if you like football, you like football. And it's football. <laughs> you know, it's collegiate football. It's a top 25 team, caliber team coming into your town to watch or, or to play against your home team. I just – I don't get the whole – you don't, you know, you didn't come because the product wasn't there. Now, do I think there are things that our program needs to fix with a football program? Do I think we need to get better? Yeah, the players will say that. The coaches will all say that. Like we're not there yet. The product, to put it in Barry's terms, the product on the field, it's not up to par right now with what they know they should be doing. But I tell you, what's not going to get it better is us not coming to the games. That's not going to make it any better. Um, that's my opinion on it. If you if you quit showing up, guys, you know, like I sit down there close to where the recruits are, guys, and there are recruits at all these games. Like you not showing up shows those recruits exactly, you know, what to expect. If you if you uh if you come in here and you start struggling a little bit, we're going to give up on you, and that's not the message you want to send to these guys. So. Um, I can tell you this, it's not going to get better by not coming to the games. So you might as well come, get in the boat with them, put some skin in the game, so to speak, and 
Let's see if we can't get the thing turned. That's my opinion on it. So, uh, Dirty, what are your thoughts on it? Okay, I'm I'm gonna make a few points, and I'm, I'm as anybody knows me, I'm gonna be straight and direct to the point. I I made a post about this on Eagle Post, and and I heard a bunch of whining about how tough times are right now, and people can't afford to come to the games, and they don't have time to come to the games. Come come tailgate, spend the day, bring your family. There's a lot of things to do on campus. And that that's I mean that that's the, I'm gonna leave that there because I'm not gonna spend a whole bunch of time. Where I am gonna spend some time is, and all of you know I love every Southern Miss sport. Okay, I hate soccer, but I love Southern Miss soccer just because it's Southern Miss. And if the football team or the basketball team or the women's basketball team starts having a rough stretch. Everybody's going to bail. Earlier this baseball season, we had a long stretch where we weren't doing as well. The product wasn't exciting. I remember we lost to Valpo. We lost two out of three to Illinois. Those were not exciting times. But guess what didn't happen because it was baseball? People still kept coming to the games. They still kept showing up and packing the stands. And... Don't tell me that the football team has to put a good product on the field for you to show up when the baseball team's struggling and you're still packing the stands. I don't buy it. So if you're going to apply the, the, that to one sport, apply it to all of them. My last point, Saturday, we go into the locker room 7 to nothing with a nationally ranked team on ESPNU. We always want to get on ESPN and not be on ESPN Plus. We had our chance. After halftime, and I normally don't don't get on the student section, but I'm going to get on you this time. Two-thirds of you left. I don't know what you had to do Saturday afternoon that was so important that you couldn't stay and support the team while they're only down 7 to nothing to a nationally ranked team at halftime. I mean, I don't know if somebody important got married or if somebody important died. Or if the King of England came to Hattiesburg and I missed it. I don't know. But I know there was a full student section in a 7 to nothing ball game that I found pretty exciting in the first half. And the boys came out of the locker room and they see empty stands. You know, how, how are they supposed to get pumped up by coming out there, they're down one touchdown to a nationally ranked team and half the stadium left? So that you know, that's that's where that's where I'm I'm at with it. I mean, I don't know what to tell people, but it's just it's just frustrating to see a game that close. We're finally on national TV where we want to be, and then halftime everybody leaves and it doesn't look good. Yeah, it wasn't a good look. Everybody leaving, it wasn't. So. Uh, y'all about ready to dive into this game and dissect some parts of it here? Let's uh, let's fire up the holy cow segment there, Pate. Holy cow! Chuck, take it away. So I, you know, I kind of feel like Marchant did last week, and uh, where he said uh, the uh, player of the game, the holy cow player, is the guy that cast the check, but. Uh, considering we paid for Tulane to come here, I'm going to give it to, um, you know, a lot of people aren't happy with including my co-host, who's an offensive guru himself. Uh, Billy Wiles, I think, under pressure, you know, kind of showed some guts. He took off and ran a couple of times, kind of got waylaid a couple of times because the O-line couldn't keep him protected long enough. You know, I know that he didn't throw for a touchdown and he didn't have a great game, but he still threw for 177 yards against a nationally ranked football team. Um, and we'll all agree offense wasn't clicking. Um, defense kept them in the game, I think, as long as they could. Um, you know, there were a couple of, of misplays there, and we may go into that. The Frank Gore toss to uh, 
who was he throwing it to? I can't even remember, but it kind of went between the receiver's hands. Um, you know, that that would have been a, a game-tying touchdown had he called it. And you, you can blame Gore or the receiver or whoever. Um, but I'm going to give it to, to Billy Wiles just because I think that uh, he is making strides with what he has to work with. Yeah, and, and Chuck, I actually – I, I like Billy Wiles. I think he's done well. I'll be honest with you. I think he's done. There are some things he can do better, obviously, but I I don't have a problem with Billy Wiles. Um, you know, I know a lot of people are, are saying stuff about it, but I agree with you, man. Like there were some things on Friday, on Saturday, when he was under pressure, and um, and he he escaped the pressure. What I like about Billy Wiles is that even when he's under pressure, and I saw this the first time versus Florida State, and you could see it this whole game versus Tulane, when he's under pressure, he's still looking downfield. He's still trying to execute the offense. Um, Guys, I I know a lot of people might be out on Billy, but I'm with Chuck on this one, man. I think think he's the right guy. I I think as he gets more games under his belt, he's going to get better. Chuck, I do. Uh, you know, it's disappointing we didn't score, but I I think Billy's the right guy. I think it's just going to take him a little bit to get settled in. Keep in mind, he's a quarterback in, in week three of a new offense. So, it's going to take a little while. Dirty, right. what player made you say holy cow? Um, I'm going to go with Chandler Pittman. Uh, I think we saw him – uh, maybe due to, to Frank being injured. I know that, that there's talk now that he's got an injured foot. Uh, don't know if that played into it, but I think we saw Chandler with the ball in his hands a lot more this week than we have, I guess, in his career, short career. But um, he ran pretty good, ran hard, got some yards. And maybe maybe that's another option we can throw in. I mean, you can never have too many options to, to give the ball to, so – uh, maybe it's it's something that's going to go up from from here, and uh, I'm I'm gonna comment on Billy, and and then we're gonna leave, I'm gonna leave it there. But uh, I'm totally behind Coach Hall. I will not question his decision making. Um, I'm a Billy Wiles fan. I think he is the quarterback that's gonna move us forward. But I just kind of wonder if. Since he is so young, if maybe when he does get a little bit frazzled or stressed and, you know, the the defense is kind of all over him, if bringing Holman Edwards in for a series or two and just letting Billy kind of, you know, regain his composure and, and catch his breath a little bit, since they were so close coming out of camp is what we heard. Um, what if we threw Holman in there for a, a, a series or two and just let Billy kind of catch his breath and get, get his legs back under him? But there again, that's Coach Hall's decision. Uh, not going to question coaches. Um, they they get paid to do it, and they're not out there trying to lose, so I'm sure there's a reason they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, there's a lot to be said right now. Uh, a lot of opinions floating out there right now about Coach Hall and uh, – I think everybody on the show is pretty much a supporter of Coach Hall, so I don't think you're going to hear yeah. if you're on the fire. If you're one of those people tweeting out the fire Coach Hall thing, you're not going to agree with us tonight, and it's okay. We don't have to agree on everything, but I think we're all still backing him. I am at least, and I think I speak for the rest of the guys yes. on here when I say that. Uh, my holy cow player of the week, and guys, Chuck, I've been holding this one in my back pocket, man. I've been a big fan of this guy from the Alcorn game. There was a play against Alcorn he made, and I thought he's – and, like, I was impressed with it. I thought he seemed like a really good – like, I saw how well he came off the ball and how tough he was to move and stuff, and I thought we might have something with this kid. And I feel like every week he's made a play that I could kind of hang my hat on and say, yeah, he, he's improving – but uh, this week he finally kind of had a little bit more of a breakthrough than he has been having here where he uh, – it's Josh Ratliff. 
Joshua Ratliff. That's who I'm talking about here, guys. He's a defensive lineman for us, number 93. Uh, he had one and a half sacks for 14 yards. Uh, he only ended the day with three uh, total tackles when you count solos and assists. Uh, but he did end up with one and a half sacks right there. That was enough for me to go ahead and include him in the Holy Cow segment. But uh, Joshua Ratliff, guys, um, I like him a lot. Uh, I think he's a good player. Uh, he's six foot, 300 pounds. He's from Louisiana. Uh, he's a transfer in from East Central Community College. And, guys, he's just kind of a short, stumpy dude, and he's hard to move. Uh, and he plays with a motor. I've seen him play with a motor every game so far. So he finally got the, the one and a half sacks there. And I felt like, okay, this is worthy to talk about on the show. It was one of those deals. I was seeing him play, but without the stats. And I liked what I saw. And I was just waiting on the stats to catch up a little bit. And I think he's only going to get better as we go. So uh, that's Joshua Ratcliffe, number 93. So um, just another few standouts from the game, guys. Jay Stanley did what he always does. He ended up with 10 tackles. Uh, Williams, 96. He had seven tackles uh, and a tackle for a loss there. He had a big game. And then Dylan Lawrence, we heard his name a few times over the speakers. He had a, he had a pretty big game, too. Uh, that was it for defense for the most part. Uh, offensively, our standouts, uh, Frank Gore – he had 13 carries, one pass attempt, uh, and one reception. So his touches are, are starting to climb a little bit, which we just said he got hurt. But his touches are starting to climb a little bit. Reek Clark, though, he ended up with five carries for 29 yards. Guys, look, the running game, it wasn't what we wanted it on uh, Saturday. I think we ended the day with 30 carries for 81 yards is what the stat sheet said. Um, so not exactly what we were wanting to accomplish there. Uh, rushing the ball, uh, Billy Wiles, you mentioned him earlier. He was 19 for 33 for 177 yards. He got sacked three times. When y'all remember, that was my key to the game. I was worried about their pass rush. They got to him three times. Um, receiving Latrell Jones. He's seen a big uptick in his receptions go up. He had seven catches. So, uh, Latrell Jones, he had kind of a standout day there. And, again, we already mentioned the other guys too. So, that's kind of your recap of your statistical leaders from that game. Um, my thought on it all right now, guys, is, uh, you know – these guys want to win, and they know what they've been doing so far is not acceptable, right? Like, it's not like we're sitting here, and I'm seeing people just absolutely bash them. If you talk to any player on the field, they know three points is not acceptable on a Saturday. They know that, right? Like, I would say that in front of any player, and they would tell you, yeah, we need to score more than three points. I can tell you from being on a play caller side of that deal, like, when you only score three points, it eats at you. Like, clearly, it's – they know, <laughs> you know. Um, I think Will Hall, he's still he's still the guy. He's the guy we wanted. He's the guy we wanted. This is the first sign of having, you know, some hardship behind this deal with him. He's struggling a little bit right now. Um, something to keep in mind, I pointed this out to somebody the other day. Everybody keeps talking about how it's year three in his offense – well, it's Billy Wiles' first year in this offense. And Billy Wiles has only played in three games in this offense. That's hard on a quarterback. We're not talking about a veteran quarterback here who played a lot either. He he didn't play much at Clemson. Remember, he was behind Trevor Lawrence and DJ Uyagalale. And if you don't know much about prospects, those Spell are two big-time players. Uh, I'd rather not, <laughs> but he was behind two really big time prospects and he was a walk on at Clemson, but they thought highly enough of him to give him a scholarship, you know, like Billy Wiles is a good football player. And I saw multiple times in multiple games. What, what stood out to me, one, he truck sticked somebody on Saturday. Did y'all see that? Chuck, yeah. did you see it? I did. Yeah. That's the, one of the plays I was talking about. Yeah. 
like he ran over 90 straight up ran him over like you know you got lit up by a quarterback dude you know like billy he's a tough dude i've seen him take some shots and he gets back up from it and he keeps his eyes downfield the whole play even when he takes a shot that that deep ball he threw that we caught down by the end zone guys he had bullets coming down the barrel at him in the backfield and he still stood in there and delivered the ball there's some things to like about Billy Wiles' game so far. Um, yeah, the offensive line still has a ways to go. We knew that, though. right? Our defense was on the field a long time and gave up some big plays. We knew that, though. You leave them on the field long enough, it's going to happen. Clearly, these guys know that three points is not acceptable. But we've played two really good football teams in a row. It hasn't gone the way we wanted it to. And... uh I'm not hitting the panic button yet. I know a lot of people are. I'm not. I'm not hitting the panic button. I'm not tweeting out to fire our head football coach that we were all excited about getting literally a couple years ago, right, that we've all been backing this whole time. I'm, I just I refuse to get on that train yet. Um, I think there's still some pauses and there's still a long season left to go. So, any of y'all's thoughts on the game to wrap it up? Why don't we start with uh, with Dirty, and then we'll go to Chuck after that. So, Dirty, any thoughts on Saturday's game? I mean, I just you know, like I said, I'm, I'm not I'm not going to question Will Hall. I'm not I'm not against Billy Wiles. I think he is the the guy to take us there. But I mean, the only way to get better is to get into games. You know, you can practice all year long, but you just you can't make game situations in practice. It's just not gonna happen. And I also I I don't really think I don't really think that many people could expect us to be more than two and one at this point. Both teams that we've lost to are ranked teams. And we gotta put we just gotta put it behind this start Sunbelt play because Right now, everything that we wanted to do this season is right is still in front of us. We want to go to a bowl. We want to win the Sun Belt Championship. Both of those things are still attainable, and they're both in our hands to control. We just have to put these two games behind us and play our best ball against our conference opponents, and there's no no other way to put it. Yes, I mean, we still have a chance to go 10-2. I mean, let that sink in. Who who would not be happy with the ten and two season? Yeah, be awesome. By the way, guys, I got to go right up next to the trophy, like to the bell on Saturday. Ugh, I don't think I've bell. ever been up that close to the bell. So each side has the team, like the team's logo, and how many times they won it, and has every score from whenever they won it. Uh, I Lane, didn't realize. Lane, ho- hold on. Lane, hold on just a second. I'm getting a call. Hello, I'm in. I'm in the middle of my podcast right now. What's up? Is this an emergency? Chuck, I can't get a hold of my realtor. I have to sell my my house before I take my new job. What should I do? Oh gosh, uh, Lane, this is a friend needing uh, a realtor. What what should she do? Chuck, I'm impressed. You should call Katie McClendon. She is a she is a uh, a supporter of the Everyday Eagles podcast. Give her a call at 601-270-5003 or at 601-268-1600. Creativity right, style you, points, Chuck. Did you get all that information? Thank you so much. I'll call her now. All right. We're going to go back to podcasting now. Thanks. <laughs> Oh, I lost my train of thought. Thank you, Chuck. So, You're welcome. Anyway, anyway. Call Katie McClendon. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, but anyway, guys, yeah, it's um, – We were getting – lost we, my we, train of thought. We were going to can't wait. We were going to about. can't wait. All right, let's just dive into can't wait, Chuck. Can't wait. Well, I uh, I'll go first on can't wait, uh, and I'm gonna say uh, that I can't wait till uh, Lane gets off the phone <laughs> laughing at my my little impromptu sponsorship commercial there. Uh, 
No, I can't wait. Uh, again, I think I'm going to call it right now. I'm going to say Billy Wild throws for 250 yards with three touchdowns. There you go. I like I'm calling it. I can it. see that happening. I'm writing I can it down. See that happening. All right, Dirty, what about this week makes you say you can't wait? I, I can't wait for us to uh, go on the road uh, against an opponent that obviously is is struggling this year. I think I saw earlier uh, they've been outscored by their opponents 117 to 34 this season. So I feel like our defense is going to be better than the other team's offensive line and for for the first time since the Alcorn game. And, and I feel like our offense has a chance to really put some points on the board and get some confidence going into the rest of conference play. So that's what I can't wait for. Yeah, that would be uh, – this is a good week to kind of get a little swag back. Wouldn't you agree, Dirty? Yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was good for us on the scheduling part to have this game follow the two games that it's following. Yeah. All right, guys, that brings me up on can't wait, and I can't wait to see if our defense can uh, have a really, really big outing this week against Arkansas State. We all know our defense is strong. Going in at the half versus Tulane, it was a 7 to nothing game. Um, they, they showed flashes of being really good at Florida State. I know the score isn't going to show it right now, but they – you know, if you just Google the score, it's not going to show it. But we saw flashes of good stuff against uh, Florida State. And, guys, finally we get this matchup against Arkansas State. Right now Arkansas State is averaging 11 points a game. And um, I just can't wait to see if our defense has a big, like, defining game for them where they really hold an opponent down and really – have some eye-popping stats come off the sheet. So that's what I'm ready to see this week. So, again, that's a game that's against Arkansas State coming up this Saturday. It is on the road at Arkansas State. Uh, let's run through some uh, some key players to be watching for. Uh, on offense for Arkansas State, their top rusher is uh, Jaquez Cross. Now, he doesn't have the most attempts on the team, but he has the most yardage on the team. Uh, looks like you're going to get a pretty balanced attack, pretty even attack between Jaquez Cross, number two, and Zach Wallace, number 21. Uh, you're going to see a pretty balanced approach out of those two there. They're going to both get, get plenty of carries. Uh, then at quarterback, um, Jackson Daly, he has played against – uh, he, he he played against uh, Memphis and Stony Brook. Didn't play much against Oklahoma, though. Uh, J.T. Shrout was the one he played a little bit more against. He, he played a lot more against Oklahoma. It looks like they've had pretty much a change at quarterback between, uh, between their second game of the year, which was against Memphis, and against Stony Brook last week. Jackson Daly pretty much took the – Line share of snaps there. I don't know if it's an injury to JT Shrout or if he lost his job to Daly. But either way, at quarterback, I imagine we're going to see Jackson Daly. Uh, statistically speaking, he has less attempts, less yardage, obviously. Um, so they they throw on. They don't have many passing touchdowns. They have one passing touchdown on the year and two picks on the year. And J.T. Shrout's the one who threw both of those picks. So, um, to start the season, guys, they started the year playing Oklahoma. They didn't they didn't take a week off, okay? They played Oklahoma to start the year and then played Memphis right after. So, that's two tough ones right out the gate. Lost both of those and then, and then got to Stony Brook this past week. Um, so, they, they've kind of had a tough schedule. So, the stats look bad for Arkansas State, but it is kind of – you got to kind of filter it there. They played a schedule about like us, okay, where they had two of their three were against a really quality opponent. So, um, uh, on the receiving end of things, guys, you got four receivers with uh, the same number of catches here. 
number nine, number seven, number 28, number 12. I won't read off a ton of stats to you on those guys. None of them are super eye-popping, but they all have seven receptions. So, um, looks like they spread it around a pretty good bit to their receivers. So, on defense, their leading tackler is uh, Malik Straker, who is a linebacker, a senior linebacker, number 21. So, he's he's their leading tackler there. And that's about it for Arkansas State, guys. We need more so probably be focused on Southern Miss this week than anybody and getting our stuff right and getting it figured out. So, be a good week to add a win and, and get our first Sun Belt win of the year. Our first what, Lane? Our first Sun Belt win of the year. <laughs> can't wait for that, can you? No, can't wait for that one. No. So, listeners, what you missed was before we went on air, I made fun of Chuck and said, I guarantee you, he says he can't wait to see us get our first Sun Belt win of the year. And so, he's flipping it on me. That's, that's clever. I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, you know I love you. So, well, all right. Uh, anything y'all want to add to that about the Arkansas State game? Just ready for a dub. Yeah. All right. Well, let's look at other sports here, kind of inside athletics here. We already mentioned we're at Arkansas State in football this week. Uh, upcoming schedule for the for a bunch of other sports, men's golf. Uh, they have a Bearcat Invitational at Coldstream Country Club. Uh, trying to see where that's at. Cincinnati, Ohio. So, uh, looks like the University of Cincinnati is hosting that one. So, the men's golf team will have – that's September 19th. They'll play in a tournament there. Women's volleyball on September 21st is playing against South Alabama. That's a road game. Women's soccer is at Troy. On September 21st, men's tennis is at Louisiana. On September 22nd, and then women's volleyball is at South Alabama on September 22nd. So you read it right, or you heard me right, guys. There are no home athletic events this week in pretty much any sport. So quiet week around campus this week on that end. Uh, last week's results, men's golf came in ninth of 17 teams at their tournament. Women's soccer tied. They can tie in soccer. Wow. So, women's soccer tied 0-0 versus South Alabama. Of course, we've been talking about what happened at football, and then women's volleyball lost to Arizona State 0-3, and then women's volleyball beat Memphis 3-0. And that's kind of your recap of all things sports around campus, guys. I dig it. I dig it. So. Well, uh, before we uh, before we end the show, I do want to give a shout out um, to Miss John Benet. I don't know her last name, but I will say, and Lane, I don't even know if you know this, uh, but I spent a couple of nights in the hospital this week, and uh, John Benet was in the ER with me, and um, she made things a little more pleasant because we taught Southern Miss uh, baseball and football and found out we knew a lot of the same people. Uh, she goes by JB at the hospital. Um, at Forest General. So, John Bonet, shout out to you. We can't wait to have you on. We're looking forward to talking some Southern Miss sports with you. Um, we might even get Dima to come on and Jackson and all them and um, I have a little reunion. Who knows? But shout out to John Bonet. Thanks for doing what you do. Everybody at Forest General ER, I appreciate all y'all do. Dirty, you got any final thoughts about uh, what's going on? I just, I just wanted to say one thing about the volleyball team uh, that that lost to Arizona State three to nothing looks looks bad on paper, but if you've ever watched the the final weekend of the NCAA tournament for volleyball, the the teams are pretty much I would say ninety five to percent or more from the Pac twelve or the Big twelve. So. Uh, that three to nothing loss to a Pac-12 school is probably not as bad as it looks, but um, I'm ready to get some home volleyball matches and see what the girls have got this year. No doubt, no doubt. And uh, listeners, y'all, let us know if y'all want us to bring on some volleyball players. I know we have a, a couple of soccer players lined up for the future, and 
you know, we try to we try to spread the Southern Miss love. We don't want to just keep it to the big three, the baseball, football, and basketball. Um, I know we've had Pauline Love and some other people on the show before, but uh, if there's somebody you're like, hey, they'd be really good on your podcast, shoot us a message uh, and let us know, and we'll we'll reach out to them. We'll we'll reach out to Jack. We do it the right way. Go through Jack Duggan and make sure you know all our eyes are dotted and our T's are crossed. Uh, so for sure, Lane. Anything else? Oh man, just. You know, just remember <laughs> everything you're saying right now. We there's still a long season left to go, people. So just hang in there. What's that? What's that old saying? Uh, you know, uh, look at uh, how does it go? About um, there were there were days that I prayed for what I have for what I have now. Yeah, I mean, so, guys, it's still a long season, man. It we're is one and ten, two. ten more games. We've lost two that teams that are. We've lost two teams that are really good. One of them's probably going to be a national champion. One of them's probably going to mm-hmm. be a conference champion. So we've lost to two good teams. I know it's disappointing. I know we want more offense. I trust me. I'd love to see it too. Okay, the players would love to it's see coming. it too. The players want it. Like they will admit to you that they haven't gotten it done yet. They'll admit that. I'm not sitting here talking trash about them like they know but just keep the faith a little bit longer people i think they'll give us something to be proud of eventually just hang in there uh trust that better times are coming and i know i do so i'm not on the fire anybody train yet or on the uh all that I'm, i'm not on that yet yeah definitely All right. Well, uh, we appreciate y'all listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, um, do all those social media things that Pate tells us to tell y'all to do. And uh, we thank Pate for making us sound a look good. Thanks, Dirty, for coming on again with us. Uh, Thank you, Lane, for being a a good co-host. Man, we couldn't do it without any of y'all. Thank you, listeners. We appreciate y'all. And until next time, Southern Miss to the the top. Thank you for checking out the Everyday Eagles podcast, the podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Be sure to subscribe and follow our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And don't forget to leave us a rating and share this podcast with a fellow Golden Eagle. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Everyday Eagles Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Everyday underscore Eagles. To learn more about the podcast or to inquire about being a guest on the show, visit our website at edepodcast.com. Thanks again for joining us today. We will catch you next time on the Everyday Eagles Podcast. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.